El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, I mean, he's my co-host on this podcast. He's also the host of a podcast called Sideshow's Sideshow, and he is one half of the duo that hosts Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. I'll leave it up to you to figure out which one. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May, also joining me. He is the host of a podcast on this very network called Bleak and Review. He's also a fantastic comedian. Go see him tell jokes sometime, whenever that's legal again. Maybe you'll see him on the Unpop Zoom comedy show at some point in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Anderson. It's going to be a great show. Hey everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Not, I'm your host, and I'm not looking at my Zoom screen and seeing all the dumb shit Jeff is doing. My co-host. This is what I get. Went no co-host last week, and now Jeff's back. And finally, there's someone mocking me in the while I'm trying to introduce a podcast that America loves. So Jeff's here. Say something, you, 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 you ass hat. Hello. Hi. How are you? How are you doing today? That's not how you talk. This is me. What if this is someone's first episode and now they're all geared up for that voice and then pretty soon you're just going to sound like an asshole. A fucking jerk off, right? There yeah. It is. Well, I mean, everybody's just begging. They, they What they want is they want me to do the fucking Clippy and the rookie card guy and I'm just not going to do it. Now, save your voice. I'm not going to do it. You got to talk like '90s Wolverine from the cartoon. <laughs> what do you say, Bub? Fucking throat exploding with blood after I do that. Hey, also joining us today, Kevin Anderson is here from the Bleak and Review podcast on the Unpops Podcast Network. Hey, everybody! This is Kevin. This is my voice. This is how I talk naturally. If this is your first episode, this is all you're going to hear for about an hour and change. How we do it out there in the booth? <laughs> Kevin's drunk. <laughs> ah, no, I just have smoke brain because oh my God, you guys, <laughs> California's on fire. Oh, it's like the Monday oh. show all over again. I was going to say that is that was a deep cut that some people were going to pop for. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, that's how I used to introduce every episode. Really? That was, Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Monday show. All right. We got Jeff May over here and he's sipping a water, but he's going to be playing the Friday morning fart song pretty soon. <laughs> The Friday morning fart song. Why don't we have that? <laughs> That's not bad. Someone needs to. We need that Wait, on the soundboard. I would. I would like to call up that Kevin Anderson is drinking one of those tall cans of Arizona iced tea that you only see pre-diabetic teenagers drinking. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I just was feeling a little throwback Thursday, so I, thought <laughs> I was going to say that is just a can of sugar. More oh, hundred like percent throwback yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. Ooh, back throw day. Th throwback Thirsty Thursday. Now, the before and after. That's the third best one. A throwback Thirsty Thursday is when you post pictures of yourself from high school that are illegal to look at and get horny. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, 
Go listen to my podcast, everybody. It's great. All right, let's move on. <laughs> so we're talking about McDonald's this week, which is... Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely have a presence on this podcast because, I mean, we love the McRib. Kevin, do That's- you love the McRib? Oh, of course I stand for McRib. I would hope so. <laughs> In this house, we stand for the McRib. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we don't do theater, of, Brandon. <laughs> that was one of our our biggest uh, episodes. Was the 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 McRib episode where we brought people on to try them because Adam and I were such huge fans. I honestly think that was the first episode of Unpops I ever heard before I knew Adam, uh, and and I think I knew you, Jeff. But I remember some of my friends. I think Kim Crawl was on possibly long time ago. There was a McRib pod, and yes, yeah, uh, Lou Perez, who lives in New York now, he was on. I remember him especially because he enjoyed the McRib, which is the appropriate reaction. Right. And I don't know if there's anything McDonald's could do at this point that will keep me from eating the McRib in the future when it comes back. Because at that point, they've already done, and that's what we're talking about today, is some of the just crazy abuses McDonald's is getting away with in the world. Yeah. It's it's devious. Yeah, and it's like right now, like we know all the past scandals. We all saw Supersize Me. Right, and things haven't gotten better since then. So yeah, we're talking about McDonald's. Also drawing some comparisons between McDonald's and Donald Trump, which I think are pretty accurate. Like McDonald's is kind of an authoritarian regime in the world. A shining example of American mediocre garbage reaching success mcmediocrity yeah and globalization they are kind of the face of globalization which is a thing you you hear people complain about but it also gets kind of chalked up with oh that's alex jones conspiracy theory shit when people start talking about globalization but right in the case of something like mcdonald's it's a legitimate problem i have learned that the things that I enjoyed when I was 12 years old, like my top level of consumption of things, which are like companies like McDonald's, fucking Coca-Cola, Nestle, they're just fucking evil as shit. Yeah. They just do shady, evil shit. Yeah. And what strikes me as being the most interesting thing about McDonald's is that they seem to get the least amount of shit for the things they do. I mean, they, for, for the stuff that we're going to talk about. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I would say super size me took a chunk out of them. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like Morgan Spurlock shout out to him for all of his, like kind of weird, his weird kind of, um, journalism that he does like that really did. I mean, he destroyed the supersizing program. He also destroyed his body for that. <laughs> Dude. That that is a you know we, we all say it's like well obviously you're not supposed to do that the way he did that but right. they, they, McDonald's took heat and then they just kind of settled back in to what they were doing before yeah it's kind of like exactly like what's we see with Trump which is where every I mean we're going to talk about it in more detail but the thing of oh my God look at the thing point at it it's bad and then oh but it's just doing that still and nothing has changed <laughs> in the case of supersizing stuff. McDonald's and the rest of the fast food industry did make that change for a while. Right. But now you either see like a place like most fast food places. If you order 
a meal now, you can order it large, which is the exact same thing as supersize. Like it's a few less fries, but not that many. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still it's too, way too many. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not like a movie theater level of food, but it it still is. It's a better move, but obviously you're not making good decisions if you're in a McDonald's. What you see a lot now also is dollar menus where a, a place will be like, hey, how about you get a chicken sandwich, a burger, some cookies, fries, and a soda, $4. Yeah, the four, yeah. four, yeah. Like that's kind of the same thing. I would like to know, but um, my question for the two of you uh, is how often do you go to McDonald's and what do you get when you go? I lately not as much just because I've been ordering food more like Postmates and stuff instead of like doing my usual fast food garbage runs when I do it, you know, but when I go like I would say like once a week, but it's mostly because I'm grabbing like a large iced coffee and I'm like, well, fine, I'll get like two cheeseburgers also because like you said, they're a dollar and I'll put this shit and I'll eat it while I'm driving. Like it's not even like food to me, you know, so like I'll get like a giant coffee and like a McChicken and like a double cheeseburger and like that's like I'll do that like once a week probably. One thing the lockdown and quarantine, whatever you want to call it, made really clear to me is that I was spending way too much money just eating outside my home. Yeah. When we had the studio in Burbank, there was a McDonald's right up the street. And I would go there, I shit you not, like six or seven times a week, probably. And if not there, then some other nearby fast food place or I would order food from Coral Cafe. There's that Taco Bell there too and all that. And so for a good while there, I was going to fast food places constantly. And now I almost never go because- Like, I immediately started losing weight when I started cooking from home, saving so much more money. Yeah. So now my McDonald's consumption and my fast food consumption in general is significantly less. I would say maybe once a week, if that. Yeah. Going on an average, because I would say right now I haven't been, I haven't had fast food in, in months, but I used to do maybe once or twice a month and for me like i would get a, a double cheeseburger with like extra pickles and onions because i just liked that combo now and, and that was just like a little snack it's a little snack. right yeah it's a little get me going i, I would never it's never think, a meal for you <laughs> yeah like i would never go and and really go for it um or sometimes if i'm feeling a little saucy i'll get like Ooh. a sausage biscuit with egg Ooh, Ooh that's the that McDonald's breakfast, when they did that, uh, when they were like, now we have it all the time. I was like, ah, uh, shit. Mc- I've had a few McGriddle runs since that. I'll get like a McGriddle with the hash browns and the and a coffee in the morning for sure. They make, they make tasty garbage. And that's, <laughs> 100%. They do. That's really the thing that I can't be like, it's gross, but it's so fucking tasty. Mm. Yeah. And that's probably the main reason why McDonald's is so successful above everything else is it's cheap and it tastes good and it's, it's fucking everywhere everywhere it's so accessible it's like a visible brand it's like an aggressively visible brand well think about i don't i'm i don't know if they still do this but when i was a kid everyone like not everyone but a lot of kids i knew had birthday parties at mcdonald's like that was a very oh, yeah, totally. common thing and one of the things we talk about later on in this is at one point McDonald's was the largest operator of playgrounds in the United States. Like McDonald's is great at getting kids very young. 
Well, Happy Meal toys. I mean, Happy Meal toys, playgrounds, Nazi youth. It's all the same. <laughs> Pretty much. Like if you can, <laughs> that's why Joe Camel had to die. If you can get kids young, like if you're snagging them with cartoon camels that somehow play guitar, but also have fingers the size of like four cigars rubber banded together. <laughs> that's not practical. That wasn't happening. But kids are dumb enough to believe that guy's shredding and smoking at the same time. So Joe Camel had to had to die. But none of that with McDonald's like they get to market their poison directly to kids. Well, it's it's like that with sugar cereal as well, like cereal in general, when it's just like, oh, this is just candy made of wheat. Yep. Like that put is- it on the bottom shelf. So all the kids eyes are direct eye level with it. And so yeah. they beg their parents for it. <laughs> Let's put the fucking Flintstones on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know how kids today still love the Flintstones? <laughs> hey, man, you know, Flintstones vitamins. True. You got to take the Flintstones vitamins so you can counteract the effect of the Fruity Pebbles. What if, was, <laughs> what if it was Flintstones vitamin cereal? Like you could just eat a bowl of them. Oh, no. So one of the things to keep in mind as we go through all of the crazy shit, not all of it, there's too way too much to cover everything McDonald's has done that people should find questionable. But one thing to keep in mind as we go through it, they are the second largest private employer in the world. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Walmart is the biggest private employer. And then Employers overall, there's a bunch of military stuff. Like the U.S. Department of Defense is the biggest employer right. in the world, if you can believe that. <laughs> How? Well, our money's got that money's got to be going somewhere. I would hope they at least have people they're giving it to. <laughs> yeah, it's all tanks. Tanks, tanks, <laughs> well, tanks are, people in this tanks economy. Are people too. <laughs> Just a bunch of transformers walking around. <laughs> Give us the money, Optimus Prime. <laughs> so, with that in mind, it's not nothing that McDonald's is as terrible as they are, but don't get the same amount of scorn over it. I think like there's no stigma in going to McDonald's. It's the Walmart of food, right? Is it even that though? Yeah. I would say that that's the best way of putting it. Like nobody, nobody brags about going to McDonald's. We did a whole episode about going to McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah. But it was us being like, no, it's really good. It's not the worst thing in the world. Like no one was trying to convince people to like get over it and try something. Whereas, whereas nobody would, but the flip side of that is nobody's like, Oh, what do I have planned this weekend? Well, actually (laughs) I don't want to, you know, make you feel less than, but me and the lady are going to go, uh, split a split a value meal at McDonald's. It's very nice. It's our anniversary. We're going to go after a 20 piece to celebrate (laughs) two glorious years together. She gets to pick the dipping sauces, (laughs) but here's the thing. The only reason we don't do that is because we outgrew it. Like when you're a child, going to McDonald's is an event. Like it's it's a reason to celebrate. I mean, fuck yeah, dude. It's your reason to celebrate whatever great movie just came out. Right. Like that's the other thing too is like I remember, you know, when you think about like the power that McDonald's has had, I've I've mentioned this on several podcasts, including some podcasts that were pulled by other people. <laughs> that um McDonald's has so much sway that they ended up having final script approval on Batman forever because Batman returns, which they invested in was such a horny, violent creep fest. (laughs) Parents were so pissed that McDonald's had to pull their Batman returns promotion 
So that promotion wow. was very short and they were like livid. And so in order for Warner brothers to get McDonald's to sign on to the next Batman movie, they had to have fucking script approval. Like that is power. <sighs> Hollywood is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's not just that we can, I guess in kind of a lighthearted way, compare them to Trump, but it's not just that, but with them being as huge as they are, and as powerful as they are, all of these things really matter. And I think what Jeff said about the advertising money they spend, I think that does play a big part in why they are able to kind of escape that stigma or that shame of going to McDonald's, whereas other places aren't. Because McDonald's spends, they not only spend so much advertising money, but as we get into some of the examples here, they also have a big impact on the U.S. agriculture industry. Massive. If they make a change in one of their products and it involves butter, milk, pork, like the McRib, any of that, people in that industry are going to be psyched. So the, the power they wield on the world stage is crazy. And they're so bad. They're as untouchable as like a corrupt billionaire politician, but they're also everywhere in the world instead of just localized to America. <laughs> yeah, and... One of the ways they kind of parallel Trump is like, ask someone who owns McDonald's. Like I would, I would have said Ray Kroc because I didn't keep up on McDonald's history and he founded it. Yeah. His face was on the fucking plaque when you would walk in. <laughs> yeah. So you're like fucking the plaque guy. But no, if you Google McDonald's ownership, it's just a bunch of investment funds in banks. So the same as Trump. Yeah, that is. That's the same thing with Trump. Like. We question why he's so deferential to Russia all the time. But even before he got elected, Time Magazine ran an article that outlined all of the ties he had to Russia and all the money he's gotten from Russia. Because there came a point in history where banks in this country were like, no, we're not giving you any more money. We saw what you did with Trump stakes. <laughs> yeah. And so then he just moved on to Russia. And now we wonder why the second he got the Republican nomination, the United States all of a sudden changed their stance on Russia and Ukraine. You like, could say that Russia showered him with gold. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a comedy show. You guys get it because <laughs> of piss. I'm doing piss jokes. <laughs> Hell That's yeah, the level dude. of comedy on that now. <laughs> He's a problem. <laughs> He's a huge problem. And the thing with McDonald's, they are fiercely dedicated to shareholder profits. Yes. And probably because they're owned like the 10 biggest owners of McDonald's corporation stock, the biggest stakeholders are all investment funds. And the thing about McDonald's is they're great at being beholden to their investors, which is probably kind of the difference between them and Trump. Like, I mean, that said, Trump did win the U.S. presidency, so that's. It's a pretty big step if someone's in your pocket. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good job. It is. <laughs> you don't even have to be good at it. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. And can, apparently you can't get fired even if you're bad at it. The thing about McDonald's, their shareholder dividend has increased every year for the past 43 years. Jesus. Why weren't we investing in this? That's the thing. If you look at their stock, it, it just goes up every year, no matter what, like through supersize me, all the scandals. And it's because they will do anything to pay out 
those investors, if it means cutting stores, anything. Their stock is hotter than a cup of coffee. Bought it and <laughs> Hotter than a cup of coffee held precariously between two legs. <laughs> okay. That was yeah we we've done we've talked about this before that was McDonald's fault one thousand percent yeah 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 absolutely I was just I was just specifying <laughs> and it's it's a good example of how deferential this country in general is to McDonald's like that lawsuit was just such a running joke for a long long time exactly like every late night show mocked that woman and she had legit she had third degree burns. Because McDonald's changed one of their procedures in regards to their coffee. Yep. And as a result of that now, if a corporation does something to harm you, you can't sue them into oblivion, like people used to say. Like, we have caps on how much money you can ask a judge for when you're suing a corporation without it being a class action lawsuit. And it's because of that McDonald's lawsuit. Like, that, McDonald's changed the world for the worst, Thank God yeah. we can protect McDonald's. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like it has very much shades of bootlicker energy when people are like, that lady's trying to sue McDonald's. They didn't do anything wrong. I was like, why are you? Why the fuck are you in McDonald's corner on this? Yeah. This is a human. Like, she's not like, like, she's first of all, like, demonized by everybody. And like, it's like when people say shit about like, oh, everyone that's claiming these people are sexual assaulters, they're just in it for the lucrative and awesome lawsuits that they love going through. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Imagine white knighting for McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. McDonald's ain't going to fuck you, bro. <laughs> McDonald's got what it needed from you and it's moved on. <laughs> Another thing about McDonald's that kind of parallels Trump that I found really interesting is at the end of the day, or at least the way they built their fortune, they're both just landlords. Yeah. We talked last week about Trump's dad's, apartment rental empire basically or the week before last but mcdonald's they own all the land that their stores are on must be nice and they make a big chunk of their money just on rent payments from the franchisees who have stores on that land like think about how much land mcdonald's must own yeah like they could probably just be a country like the vatican I would say, yeah, like if you put all that together, that's at least Rhode Island, like <laughs> probably bigger, maybe Connecticut. That's my over under. <laughs> it's not small. No, no, no. But it's like it's slightly, but it's not giant. I'm trying to think of like all the McDonald's is across the like all that land. What state would that like be? A Delaware? Yeah, Delaware. There you go. That's a good one. I'm glad we got that hashed out. It's important <laughs> to understand the geography of your New England states. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Original 13 colony states. Ooh. You're not New England, Delaware. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Delaware, you're on notice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's talk about some of the social justice issues of the day and how McDonald's ties into all of those. Like the Me Too movement, which we did an episode of, I think, the Daily Podcast a while back. It's a couple of years ago. I think it was Good Luck America, maybe. 
was me and Chet. It was me and Chet. That's all I remember. Yeah, and we we called the episode Mick Two. <laughs> Hashtag Mick Two. <laughs> because there was at the time it was 2018. There was this massive strike at McDonald's <laughs> locations. Jeff loves Mick Two. <laughs> That was my crowning contribution to that episode. <laughs> it was pretty fucking great. <laughs> Keep swinging for the fences, Kevin. You know, hey, I'll get back. I'll get it back. I'll get it back to the magic. Yeah, if if one percent of them is a McTwo, then you you can keep going. <laughs> Here's the thing: if that hashtag were to catch on, it would be devastating to McDonald's. Probably, apparently, it wouldn't be. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, it wouldn't. Right, but people would talk about it. But yeah, back in 2018, there was this walkout at McDonald's restaurants across 10 cities during the lunch rush where all these employees walked out to protest what they called a pervasive culture of sexual harassment at McDonald's restaurants. This is the least surprising chunk of information that I have received about this. Like, this is the least surprising thing is this right here, because that's something that I would honestly, unfortunately expect to be a problem. You're working in close quarters with each other. It tends to be people, um, you know, all things considered, you hate to sound classist, but like more uneducated people are in there, which means you might feel like they're not going to be smart enough to report these problems. Or also like children, like like teenagers too, who like just are like in this, their first job, you know, people that don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, exactly. They need a job. The the reason they don't want to rock the boat is a lot of where you see these sexual harassment complaints coming from, they're really economically distressed areas Mm -hmm. where like losing your McDonald's job is going to be a big deal. And a lot of people who aren't in that situation might hear a story like this and be like, well, fucking quit and go find another McDonald's job. But it doesn't work that way. It's not that easy. Whatever I hear, like, uh, oh, those are just stepping stone jobs for teenagers. Uh, The part I fill in in my head is before, you know, they end up being VP of sales at their white dad's corporation somehow next year. Like, like it comes from such a place of privilege. These are just jobs where you learn how to have a job and responsibility. It's like, no, fuck face. Some people need these jobs to fucking live. Yeah. Yeah. And McDonald's doesn't market those jobs that way. They're like, hey, work here. And in a few years, you can be a district manager and everyone at every restaurant will fucking hate it when you show up. But you'll get paid 40 grand a year. They always say, like, have a McDonald's career, like career, come through for a career, not like a job, like a career, you know? Yeah. And that was a thing that would happen when these girls would report this harassment. A lot of times they would get their hours cut or they would just get fired. Or they would be told like, hey, you need to chill out about this or you're going to lose your job. And there was no way for them to really take that up the ladder and go to fucking Ronald McDonald himself (laughs) and be like, hey, I'm getting harassed at my job. And the thing about McDonald's business model, because everyone's a franchisee, there's this plausible deniability that they get to lean on. We we ain't doing nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a franchise. We're distancing ourselves immediately from that. And it's like, yeah, but you're you're setting these franchises up all over the country. So you obviously hold some responsibility in making sure it's not a sexual assault gauntlet in the middle of Detroit or some shit. They're wearing your fucking uniform, man. Right? Yeah. Like, of course, it's your responsibility to make sure these things aren't happening. 
It's like a parent being like, oh, I don't know. It must be the hip hop my son listens to that made him kill that dog. Not uh, not me as a parent at all. I don't know. Let's just send him somewhere and <laughs> maybe they'll fix him. And the thing about this walkout that happened in 2018, it was the first Me Too action against a major American corporation. So you would think it would have been bigger news, but it wasn't. And again, because I think it's because McDonald's spreads around a lot of money. We are beholden to them. Yeah, in a lot of ways we are. And the only real change that came from that was McDonald's was like, yeah, we'll train people better and tell them not to be sex creeps or whatever. The other part about it is like they're massive advertisers on networks. Yeah. So who's going to really report it? Yeah. One of the things you always hear about major publications is that there's always someone way at the top who can kind of kill any story for any reason. If they're just like, hey... This goes against our ad money. We're not going to do it. And that's how like stories like this end up on fucking the Daily Beast and Business Insider instead of on bigger, more mainstream outlets. Yeah, I was going to say, I think when we did that episode a few years ago, every source that we were referencing, not one was from anything that would be considered a major publication, like not a single one. And I don't think I've heard anything about it since that episode in any other form. (laughs) Yeah. And there's another example of that coming right up. Yeah. Like this one. There's actually two. For one thing, back in April, I get that we were all distracted. We were still in the honeymoon phase of coronavirus. (laughs) But in April of this year, 5,000 women from over 100 U.S. McDonald's outlets joined a $500 million class action lawsuit over sexual harassment in McDonald's stores. I I don't remember that being a big deal, but it feels like a big deal. Should be. Yeah, I don't think I heard anything about that in April. I don't remember hearing about CEO Steve Easterbrook being investigated for sexual misconduct that happened in 2019. You know, it's, I get the April, 2020 that we weren't privy to all of that information or it didn't really land the same way because I think we were all just like, Hey, we're going to fucking die. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I get that we haven't heard that much of it, but hearing nothing of it is a little bit suspect. Yeah. Or the 2018 thing there at least wasn't COVID by then. And we'd had a couple years to deal with, Trump and come to terms with that. So at least that should have been bigger news, but it also wasn't. And the reason I find that so interesting is compare it to the owner of Chick-fil-A or the CEO, whoever it was supporting groups and causes that were anti LGBTQ. Like that's a stain that's going to be on Chick-fil-A forever. Oh yeah. We have, yeah, we we've, canceled i mean well we say it is but i think a lot of people are like chick-fil-a is garbage and then when nobody's looking they're like and i'm going to get a it's yeah it's a soft cancel it's a soft cancel for sure (laughs) like as as a whole that's what we've decided but we still like carry that in our hearts when we eat those delicious chicken sandwiches compare that to everything mcdonald's does if we hear about it at all we're just like oh but chicken mcnuggets though it's almost like you can't avoid it. Like, it's just like part of it. Here's what I think it actually might be a part of too, is a lot of it might just be like, that's fucking McDonald's man. Like fucking, what did you expect? It's McDonald's. Like we've just accepted that McDonald's is shitty. Another way they parallel Trump or compare to Trump 
along those same lines is I think it could also be that McDonald's does so much. Like there are so many McDonald's transgressions that if we paid attention to all of them, like we'd lose our fucking minds. Like that's kind of what Trump does. There's always something going on with him. So even if you're distracted by one negative thing he's done, just wait a couple months. There will be another thing you can think about instead. And meanwhile, that thing that happened a few months ago, we all just forget about it forever. Yeah, all eyes are off that and we're on to the new thing. And then that just festers and becomes a bigger problem behind the scenes. And another parallel, let's talk about discriminatory rental practices. <laughs> Woo! Wait, do you have the air horn? We all know Trump had that lawsuit in 1972, which is actually, if you look into his backstory, that's how he became famous. Like, that's the first New York City ever heard of Trump. And his family was like, oh, yeah, cool. People know us now. This is fine. Like, they didn't care that it was negative news. They just cared that people knew them. No press is bad press. Am I right, guys? Yeah. I mean, in their case, that was how they saw it. And... Speaking of discriminatory rental practices, this is another story that it blows my mind that in the midst of all of these nationwide Black Lives Matter protests, this story is not getting that much attention. And the story being 52 former franchise owners just filed a class action lawsuit against McDonald's over racial discrimination. And their claim is that McDonald's would steer black franchise owners towards restaurants in low-income neighborhoods, which typically have higher security and insurance costs and lower volume sales. And there's all of these numbers. There's actually an organization called the, I believe it's North American Black McDonald's Owners Association or something like that. And they put together all of these numbers. And as it turns out, for Black McDonald's franchise owners, the average annual revenue for their franchises is $2 million, which sounds great until you take into account that the national average for McDonald's franchise owners, $2.7 million. So for some reason, black franchise owners just in general make way less money than white franchise owners literally almost 50 percent decrease like in the between those two numbers like that's crazy they also accuse mcdonald's of providing misleading projections that persuaded them to buy undesirable franchises and this is i think a good example of a story that you would expect to see like on new york times or washington post but business insider in december 2019 They did a series of articles about McDonald's and black franchise owners, and they found that the number of black franchise owners has been dwindling over the past decade. Right now, there are fewer than 200 out of roughly 1,700. Wow. Yikes. And in 2012, the gap between what white franchise owners and black franchise owners make was around $24,600. Now it's 68,000 in that number since it was since 2012, it's just been going up and up and up and now it's $68,000. So McDonald's like, that's kind of how it works in the United States. There is a huge wage gap between white people and black people. And it's a huge problem. And McDonald's Mm -hmm. is that 
like they're yeah, like like who wouldn't McDonald's be if they weren't being indicative of the American economic system? <laughs> yeah, and there is like McDonald's is so powerful. There's a thing called the Big Mac Index, which is a indicator that people use to determine how well currency is doing in a certain country. Oh wow, it's tied to the price of a Big Mac in that country. There used to be, or there still is this foreign policy myth kind of that no countries that both had a McDonald's have ever gone to war with each other, but that's not true. <laughs> it's a fun thought experiment though. It's a fun, it's a fun thought. <laughs> it's mostly true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not completely true. Burger King, however. Yes. And yeah, it's like this story with everything happening with racial injustice and movements for racial justice it blows my mind that mcdonald's isn't getting held more accountable for this in the press like the only mcdonald's story happening right now in mainstream outlets as it pertains to black people is that they just named a quarter pounder with cheese meal in honor of travis scott Right. Which I thought that was a, I thought that was satire when I saw the first, the first ad for that, my friend showed me and I was like, Oh, that's funny. And he goes, no, this is real. This is a thing. I was like, Oh, Oh, a bit. <laughs> satire means nothing now. Like yeah. I don't even believe anything <laughs> it's a pro gamer on a Gatorade bottle. You're like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it speaks to what you were saying, Adam, is that like, we're not seeing this in the press at all. And then, you know, what, centrists or quote-unquote liberals will if you bring it up and then they say oh that's no one's quelling article or quelling stories you're just a conspiracy theorist i go life isn't that bad i'm a centrist and everything's okay (laughs) that's the frustrating part is like because there's absolutely like this information out there is just not being talked about in terms of like the way we're talking sharing covid articles and shit and it's uh frustrating you know it's one of those things where you're just kind of at this point where you look at it and, and people, a lot of people view McDonald's as being like, that's where I eat when I'm on vacation. Right. And it's like, yeah, but some people eat this every day. Yeah. And I think there's a disconnect to people uh, of a higher socioeconomic status that, that McDonald's is like a treat. Yeah. Whereas it's a way of life for a lot of people too. Yeah. Whether as a job or a food source. Yeah. That's a thing I probably should have said like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I know it doesn't really fit into this specific chunk of that, but it was like I was formulating it. I'm super dumb. So I was formulating it and it took a while for me to get it out. We, we Tarantino'd it. It's just a yeah. Tarantino. Like this is one of those things where like if you were taking a test and they were like, what organize these sentences in the paragraph correctly. Yeah, yeah. Like what I just said would go back about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and I think especially with this next thing I want to talk about a lot of the attention that isn't paid to the plight of McDonald's workers, I think has a lot to do with Americans view of fast food jobs. Like with the movement to push the minimum wage to $15 an hour, like what was one of the main gripes you heard from people who were opposed to that? Oh, now fast food workers are going to make the same money I do. Right. And it's like, fuck, do you care? And it's not only like, what do you care? But what that is, is an indication that you should also probably be making more money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I don't know how people didn't take it that way and go, yeah, fast food workers do deserve $15 an hour. And also I'm getting paid that. So 
I should probably get more. I remember there was a big thing where like e- people were like EMTs and stuff were like mad because they were like, well, I make that. And should I be making the same as a McDonald's worker? I'm like, you are absolutely targeting the wrong person in here. You should be mad at capitalism, not the people who might get a leg up a little bit. Right. This is uh, Facebook. Yes. Like this is a, a big problem with Facebook because Facebook's top uh, pages are always right wing. Uh, and they're always shared. And those right-wing pages are always going to push that poor people don't deserve more right. aspect of it. They're going to keep saying it. They're, they they have the false bootstrap mentality. It's a whole fucking thing. Um, and you see that. Fox News. Fox News is going to make money promoting keep minimum wage down. That's like a big thing for them. Yeah. Who's going to pay for it? Who's going who's gonna to pay for it? Anyway, back to more of our wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about how many times you've been on Twitter and you've seen people jumping on hashtags about how like a website's trying to keep people from unionizing or, you know, some like labor grievance that is a legitimate grievance, obviously, but for a a smaller scale company or outlet. And now compare that to what you've heard about McDonald's and how they responded to the movement to raise the minimum wage to $15. Most other companies, especially among those really big companies, they did increase their minimum wage. Walmart did it. Bank of America did it. Amazon did it. Target did it. All of these different employers raised the minimum wage in response to that. Do you know what the world's second largest private employer did in response? Something even kinder? Can I guess? (laughs) Go ahead. They put up order kiosks. (laughs) (laughs) They did do that? Yep. And they also just sent a letter saying, okay, we're going to stop lobbying for this now. And people were like, oh, what a win. McDonald's isn't going to lobby against raising the minimum wage. They're not actively trying to fuck people up. (laughs) But they also didn't raise their minimum wage. Right, not at all. Someone who's been choking you for four minutes, let's go. And you're like, thank you (laughs) for letting go. They still spit on you afterwards, but. And. Hey, wait a minute. To give you an idea of how. They definitely have not raised their minimum wage since they made that announcement and since all these other competitors started doing it. And not, that's the thing. Target's not a competitor. Walmart's not a competitor. So when McDonald's doesn't do it, none of the other fast food restaurants are going to do it either. And fast food workers will just always be that bottom of the rung when it comes to economics. It's probably like only in and out right? Yeah, in and out pays and, But they decent. don't count. Yeah, they don't count. And they're fucking overrated their food is here here overrated bump 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 one thing that uh i think is like we were talking about people that are like so adamantly opposed to the idea of fast food workers uh making a little more money they have no idea what's like to live a job like work at a job where you're very excited to have your wage get a raise in your wage from eight dollars an hour to eight fifteen an hour after like a year or two (laughs) like that's the kind of shit that happens. And they're like, what, they just want 15 all of a sudden? What the hell is this? There was a story in Newsweek, June of last year, June 2019. Newsweek ran an article by a McDonald's employee who started working at McDonald's at $8 an hour and has been working there 10 years. And now she makes eight fifty per hour. Ugh. That is brutal. Yeah, that is devastating. Like the cost of living increase between 2010 and 2019, it's not significant, but it's 
there. It's like, more than enough. 50 cents. <laughs> and like, I, I feel like a lot of people who are working office jobs probably can't relate to that because I know most office jobs I've had, you got just a cost of living increase every year. In addition to whatever raise or bonuses you might've gotten, they would just bump you up like 3% every year. Cause like, Hey, things are getting more expensive. McDonald's does none of that for people who are making the least money. Those are the people that need it the most. Yeah. And where is the outrage over McDonald's being the last holdout in paying people fairly? I think a big part of it is, and this is going into some economic philosophy that I don't even understand, but like, you know, the triangle of capitalism, you have to have a bottom so that the people in the middle don't think they're getting fucked by the top. So I think that everybody who like all the like, you know, quote unquote, right progressives and stuff that would be on the side of this, they're just like also very much turning an eye to this. We're like, well, that's not our thing because we're doing better than that. And that makes us feel good. And so like that's I think that's a big part of why that doesn't get talked about as much. Yeah. The only trickle down that works in economics is the shit flowing downhill. Yes. Aspect of it. Yeah. That's the only part that actually trickles down is like the hate of the people below you. Yeah. Or the, or the feelings of superiority or like, yeah, like absolutely. Hey everybody. Welcome to 12 questions. My name is Anna Valenzuela and here's my co-host. I'm Dave Yates. Yay. And we ask people 12 questions from a recovery perspective. Just because we're in recovery doesn't necessarily mean all our guests are. Some of them are clean and sober. Some of them are just regular people uh, just trying to figure out how to grow as people mentally, physically, spiritually. So if that's something you're curious about, you should come give us a listen. Hell yeah. And you can find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. And nobody's told you this today. We love you. We love you. Let's talk about another way I think McDonald's kind of parallels Trump. And that's the government only pretends to hate them. Like with Trump, sure, all the media outlets are like, oh, Trump is bad. But like NBC is supposed to be a more liberal outlet. They let Trump host SNL. Like if you watch his interviews with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press leading up to the 2016 election, it was like Trump wrote the questions himself. Right. Fallon and Colbert. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon just kind of tousled his hair a little bit when he was on. (laughs) God. In in the run up to the election where people were like, oh, but the Republican Party is not going to let themselves be taken over by Trump. And we have all these checks and balances. And the minute he was elected, it was very clear that Republicans just wanted someone like Trump this whole time and immediately rallied behind him. And you see the same thing with McDonald's and the government, especially the USDA, because the USDA is ostensibly in charge of making sure Americans eat right. Like they put out our nutritional guidelines and they made the the stupid, the insane food pyramid. 12 servings of bread a day, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Start your day right with half a loaf of bread, kid. So it's questionable if the USDA were to team up with McDonald's to sell fast food, like that would be a problem. People would take issue with that or you would hope. Or you would think, but right. that kind of thing actually happens all the time. There are these groups out there called checkoff groups or checkoff programs. I prefer Sulu. 
Star Trek reference, everybody. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to make something funny. This Jeff is, very is so sad disappointed episode. right now. <laughs> Why is it sad? We don't work for McDonald's. Yeah, we're doing we're doing great. We're podcasters. <laughs> make less than a McDonald's worker making working ten years. So these checkoff programs, they're really common in the agriculture industry, and they're meant to promote the sale of specific commodities. And these groups are funded by the agriculture industry, so they aren't technically government organizations. So they get to kind of act however they want. Like a rogue unit. Sort of. (laughs) Black ops. John Wick. (laughs) The black ops food people. That's... That's kind of true because the thing about them is even though they're not a government organization, the USDA has to approve everything they do. And the USDA basically dictates their messaging when they go out into the world to try and sell these commodities. The USDA is the one who's like, all right, do this. And the government has tried to say a bunch of times that they just act in like an oversight way. But that's actually gone to court a few times. And at one point, even the Supreme Court was like, no, these are government programs in everything except funding. They get funding somewhere else, but it's a government program. The government runs them. And one of the most recent examples of this happening was 2015. McDonald's had been struggling with sales for the, the past few quarters. And they all of a sudden had a really good sales quarter. And what they attributed that to was the fact that they started using real butter on Egg McMuffins instead of margarine. And they made a big deal about this. Hey, real butter is back. They did it on a bunch of other products, and it actually helped, and their their sales went up. That's good. I will say that's good, though. But Butter is, I think, a, a better alternative to margarine. Sure, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, the reason this happened was it was a deal with one of these checkoff programs. And in this case, it was a group called Dairy Management Incorporated. And what they did is, well, this is a quote from Tom Gallagher, their CEO. This change at McDonald's wouldn't happen if it weren't for the checkoff, the farmers who fund it, and the work of our national and local team members. And as part of that program, DMI put employees inside McDonald's to basically guide them on food science and nutrition and all of these things. I love that they had to have somebody be like, now, 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 McDonald's. <laughs> right. Stop giving people all the bad food. And they're like, okay. And here's the thing. We didn't know it was that bad. Even if there is some perceived benefit to real butter over margarine, which I'm not 100% sure there is, when you have a government agency, which DMI, they're, again, they are controlled by the USDA. This is the USDA saying, all right, here's a way we can sell butter. Let's put it on Egg McMuffins and hamburger buns. Was that a thing that happened with Domino's in 2008? Yes. Hmm. That's a thing. Because that's that, that, I remember that being a specific thing where there was like this massive dairy surplus. And it was right at the time where Domino's had made the shift. And they were like, hey, sorry, we fucked up. Yeah, sorry, sorry, everything sucked before. Which I was like totally all about. When they said I, that, I was I like, was great. I'm fucking with new Domino's. And Their totally. pizza's still garbage, but that's a discussion for another day. Go oh, on. We've had, this, we've had this fight, I think, probably, what, six, seven years now? We've been having this fight. Go on. Mr. Pizza Hut over here. Hey, round table. I'm, th- I'm coming in third party. Round table's better than both. It's like eighth party. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. That's what this group does when there's a surplus of a commodity 
they try to make arrangements to sell it. And you're right. They did it with uh, Domino's and Papa John's both where they ended up selling a ton of cheese to like Pacific Island nations because they need something to top all the spam that we send there also, (laughs) which is giving that entire population diabetes also for another episode. Certainly. But in the case of McDonald's, like this change that McDonald's made, it ends up selling like kind of revitalizing the butter industry and the milk industry because McDonald's is so huge. So when they make this change, it's going to prop up both of those industries in a really big way, but it still boils down. Like even if there is a, a benefit to butter over margarine, it still boils down to the same government body that says, Hey, eat your fruits and vegetables and take your vitamins. Kids also being like, you know, what would be a good way to sell all this butter? Big Macs. Like that is a huge conflict of interest. Yeah, it's it's absolutely an intersection of the public and private sectors that is something that we're supposed to not do in this country, but we do all the time. And it's a huge, disgusting example of it. You know, I want a want a Big Mac now. Oh, Big Mac <laughs> is one of the worst sandwiches. It's so gross. I know. No, they're all the worst. No, Big Mac them. tastes like garbage too. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna go to Burger King and get a Whopper. Yeah. Do you remember, is this, would they use the Big Mac as like the, when everyone started putting up their calories on their menus, like other restaurants are like compared to a Big Mac, which is this, our Subway sandwich is this. Was that like the big shining beacon of like American excess? Kind of. Compared to getting (laughs) shot, getting stabbed is better. Yeah. I mean, it does have a whole spare piece of bread in the middle of it. Like who, who's that FDA was all about that and get those 12 servings in. Well, that's the thing. They, someone asked the USDA about this and instead of being like, yeah, you're right. That is kind of weird that we're teaming up with McDonald's to sell butter. They were like, listen, we give people food recommendations and we recommend a serving of dairy every day. And it's like, that's right up there with when Reagan cut vegetables from school lunches and was like, well, they'll get ketchup. It's like, that's, <gasps> that's not the same thing, man. God, what a huge fucking piece of shit. I just I'm thought- so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that Reagan had awful last years. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> like, it feels so good to know that he suffered so much. Yeah. A living hell is exactly what he deserved. What, what this story brings to mind for me is a thing I talk about all the time, which is that people really need to get over having that natural reaction to hearing the word conspiracy Yes, and thinking, oh, well, that's, I'm not even going to engage in that when you use the word conspiracy. Our government conspires all the time. And in this case, the USDA conspired with McDonald's to sell butter by selling fast food, which is not what the USDA is supposed to do. And this same group or a, a similar group, there was a scandal in 2015 where someone through the Freedom of Information Act received documents showing that one of these groups, one of these DMI type checkoff groups and a PR firm and the USDA, once again, the government, were all working together to figure out how to discredit this one vegan mayonnaise brand. Oh, yeah. Just Mayo, right? Just Mayo. You're probably familiar, Jeff, the American Egg Board. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a member. That was who was conspiring against Just Mayo with the USDA and a PR firm because Just Mayo was going to hurt the egg business. So the government was like, you're right. We got to sell more eggs. Let's figure out. Let's figure this out. That's a conspiracy. I've gone to um, local small egg uh, dealers, so I don't mind the big egg uh, 
companies going down. Yeah, I mean, eggs are great. I'm not I'm not taking anything away are. from eggs. But Jeff, if you were part of the big egg board, you could have had a cool case of just mayo versus Jeff May. <laughs> Jeff May versus just mayo. It sounds it's fun. It's alliteration. Jeff Mayo, know. more like Jeff it. Mayo and just may. I don't get it. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't understand the, what is happening. What, what do you mean? No, my name is Jeff May. Oh, Jeff Mayo. <laughs> I'm, Let's I'm, move on. I'm very confused by what's happening right now. <laughs> hey, what else? Do they have anything else in common, Adam? Hey, Trump and McDonald's do have another thing in common, Jeff. Great. They're bad for the world. Sure, sure. We, are, we know that about both. Like, it's no surprise when McDonald's comes to town, people get diabetes, basically. That's the cut to the chase version. There's a new sheriff in town. He's missing a foot. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing I found interesting is Iran hates them both, especially. And Iran, I don't know how this has not been on my radar at any point up until now, but Iran kicked all of their fast food, all American fast food places out after the Iranian revolution in 1979. But instead of just going without fast food, they opened a bunch of knockoff fast food chains that have like almost the same logos, the same food. But in the case of McDonald's, theirs is called Mash Donald's. I love that so much. <laughs> and they also Which, don't we wish we all could do that right now. <laughs> hey, they also have a chain called Pizza Hat. Oh. <laughs> they put a hat on the logo, so that's fine. <laughs> they did. Let's, um... Don't they have star boots also? <laughs> Probably. I would say, you know, McDonald's could have avoided this in 1979 if they made a sandwich called like the the Big Ayatollah. <laughs> the Fryatola. <laughs> there is a scandal I didn't include in the notes that happened at McDonald's. Uh, I think it was in the 80s. They tried to market a sandwich called the McAfrica. Ooh. And it was just like a burger on pita bread. And they marketed it, one, only in Norway, which that seems weird. And also, it was the height of the famine in Ethiopia. Jesus. So they're like, hey, we got African food. Was there like, uh, were they trying to like use, were they doing that as like a, some of the proceeds are going to fucking. No, Jeff. Made or Man, that's funny. It's just, you know. They didn't even try thing and do they know it's christmas while they're fucking trying to cook burgers <laughs> <laughs> fucking bruce springsteen i'm pressing burgers <laughs> and yeah the last thing i had on the list we've already kind of talked about but mcdonald's really does get away with marketing a dangerous product to the most impressionable people out there just like trump if he gets in front of the nation and says, hey, maybe you should inject disinfectant to cure coronavirus. There's going to be a part of the country that's like, I'll take that into account if I get it. Thanks. Yeah, that's not right. They're evil people. Yeah. I'm curious because I don't interact with children that much anymore because <laughs> I'm not one. But I'm wondering, like, like I'm sure are, they, are children are just like still like McDonald's is like their favorite thing. Like, is that like still pretty pervasive? It has to be right. Like, I imagine that's parents haven't really changed in that regard where it's just like, like kids still just love mcdonald's they must well jeff mentioned earlier it's whenever there's a new movie out like mcdonald's has a a happy meal that's tied to it like that's gonna get kids in the door like they use toys to market fast food to children and like you you're not allowed to do that with any other harmful product well they 
they did some 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 bullshit recently where they were having a, a happy meal like a um a retroactive happy meal thing where they were releasing all of their most popular toys over the course of the years in the happy meals and what this does is it not only sells to the kids but now fucking adults are going and buying Happy Meals so they can get their... Remember, remember when it was the oh Big Mac that God. turned into a fucking robot? I'm going to get that now. Wow. Like, that's a real fucking thing. But I remember like, I remember my Super Mario 3 McDonald's toys where you had your Koopa and you'd squeeze the thing and it would hop around. Like I, I loved those things. I fucking loved Happy Meal toys. Me too. I had like this... I remember I had this tech deck type thing like finger plastic finger skateboard that i used so much that i literally like eventually broke like it was like like my favorite thing but the beanie babies for example. oh yeah yeah and the beanie babies are another example of them getting adults in on it because mm-hmm. adults would seek those beanie babies out and they just buy a shit ton of happy meals to get them and like that used to be so common like i remember going to hardy's to get hardy's used to give out these bitchin like they were actual glasses but they had like Smurfs on them and like. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Everybody's oh, yeah. got Batman Forever glasses. Yeah. Everybody in the world has a Batman Forever glass in their cupboard right now. And now who's the only place still doing that? McDonald's. And it's because people eventually realized this is bad. This, this isn't cool. Burger King. They probably have a kid's club, right? Yeah, but I, I feel like it's still not to the extent McDonald's does. Burger well, that, King I gave mean, out video games for a little bit. Ooh, <laughs> remember, remember Sneak King? <laughs> yeah, you'd run around and like burger assault people. Yeah, yeah, you would sneak up on people in the dark as a fucking king. <laughs> that was brilliant. That marketing, that fucking creep king that Burger King had, that was mm-hmm. the most brilliant marketing I have seen in a very long time. Up yeah, until that was good. Back in the Box decided to embrace being stoners. Yeah. Oh, with the and the, and then they did the uh, they did the cock rock band too, like the the guy the the chicken fries band that would rock out and then got sued by Slipknot. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. There's also uh, I would say one of the favorite things was the um, trap album that um, Arby's put out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I remember good. that. I do remember that now. They dropped it on SoundCloud, right? It was yes, great. It's yeah, so yeah, good. yeah. I've still listened. I've listened to it within the last six months. <laughs> Me too. Very good. We listened to it in the car not too long ago. Me and that you. might be when, yeah. That might. Yeah. Uh, I got the beef and it's roasting. <laughs> in my car and I'm coasting. How was I not the first person they called for that? <laughs> like, that would have been a perfect job for me. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about McDonald's and toys, they've actually been sued over this. There was a group called the Center for Science in the Public Interest. And this was a quote from their lawsuit. McDonald's is the stranger in the playground handing out candy to children. McDonald's use of toys undercuts parental authority and exploits young children's developmental immaturity. All this to induce children to prefer foods that may harm their health. It's a creepy and predatory practice that warrants an injunction. Fuck yeah, man. Salad Town ain't giving away fucking Super Mario toys. Opening, opening a restaurant called Salad Town. <laughs> Here's the problem. The judge just threw that lawsuit out. And you might be wondering why. Like, there had to be a valid uh, legal explanation for that. No explanation given. They just threw the lawsuit out. Didn't include any reasoning in the documents. It was probably done. like, come on. Yeah, literally like, oh, oh, you. <laughs> Get over it. 
once again, another beautiful comparison to Trump, just well, like, I'm, hey, all this stuff was there and then it just went away. <laughs> there, there's something to be said, too, about people that are just like, oh, so now you want to take toys away from kids. Right. Like, of course that's the gonna... spin. And that's that sort of Trump level of spin where it's like, and now you're trying to take toys away from kids. I thought you said you liked kids. Yeah, they're moving the goalposts just so they're never wrong. Yeah. You know, in their brain, at least. And Here's the thing. We've talked about a lot of McDonald's stuff on this episode, but there's so much more. Like just the number of articles I link to in these notes. I'll link to them all on the yeah. website. There are a lot and there's a lot of words in all of them. And there is way more shit McDonald's is doing and getting away with in the world right now with, I would argue, little, at least social media or cancel culture blowback from it. There's not a lot of social regulation happening with the old Mac dough. Yeah. Yeah. Like call in France. And I don't know. I, I think there should be some, but also leave me alone when the McRib comes out because I'm not like, I'm <laughs> but, only human. You're not grinding it up and feeding it to a baby. <laughs> not yet. Like you're it making the only way. decision based off of decades and decades of McDonald's consumption. <laughs> Yeah, I think a case could be made at this point that McDonald's only sometimes sells food. They mostly just resell capitalism. <laughs> I think that's kind of all yeah. it is. So that is our episode. I think Woo. this was fun. Thank you both for doing it. I appreciate Thank it. you for having me. What do we have to plug? Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can sign up for things there, bonus episodes, things of the like. You can hear me and Jeff do a podcast called Jeff Doesn't Even Like Sports. Is that what no, it's Adam, called? No, Adam, you don't even like sports. Oh, it is called You Don't Even Like Sports, and the you in that is Jeff. No, it's you, Adam, uh, and the listener, don't even like sports. Who's on first? Right now, we are plowing through a season about Tony Stewart, the way he plowed through a guy on a racetrack in 2014. <laughs> whenever that happened, 2007, who knows? Who knows? Who knows when the murder happened? It's just a murder. <laughs> That people are like, no, he tried to avoid him. He did not watch the video. <laughs> That's what the season's building up to. Uh, <laughs> so check that out. Uh, Kevin, what do you got to plug? Hey, uh, I just launched a, a new show on the Bleak and Review Patreon last week, probably when you're hearing this. Uh, it's called One and a Half Men. And in our inaugural episode, me and comedian Hollis Black, who lives on my couch and is very funny, uh, review Doki Doki Literature Club. And if you're not familiar with what that is, it is a Japanese Japanese dating sim that turns into a goddamn cerebral horrific nightmare. And it's one of the most intense things I've ever experienced. And we talk about it at length. So go over to patreon.com slash bleak review and consider giving me $5 one time. That would be nice. Uh, and at KB Anderson, yo, and all the stuff. You can follow me there. Jeff. My Venmo is at Jeffrey. <laughs> PayPal at JeffMayComedy at gmail.com. No, uh, Sideshow Sideshow is every other uh, Tuesday on Sideshow Collectibles. I get a lot of really cool guests coming on there. It's a lot of fun. You can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network where me and Tom Ryman watch and discuss Batman because we are white men. What? Uh, <laughs> hey uh yeah. you can fucking find me on social media you know twitter instagram at hey there jeffro facebook don't find me that's where my mom is and i don't want you there mine's there too yeah your mom's <laughs> on my facebook oh <laughs> hey hey i wouldn't even know if my mom was on facebook i'm used with that butter you know what i'm talking about hey some of that uh, mommy butter <laughs> anyway uh yeah so there's all that i sell stuff find it bye
Jeff already said goodbye. Kevin, <laughs> say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm